Hey, this is Pam Perry, and we have another PR celebrity guest today, I guess you would say, because she works with celebrities. So I call her a PR publicist that is also a celebrity, Jojo Pada. And so she's going to be with us today. But let me just give you a little bit about who Jojo is. She's had over 13 years experience um, in the entertainment industry. Then she opened the doors to her PR firm, Ignition PR, in 2006. So it's been almost 20 years. Um, And then she believes that publicity, production, and marketing is the start of something. Something new, something inspired, and something special. The company's goal is to pioneer cutting-edge, faith-based projects that will spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the mass media through creative production ideas, national press campaigns, and strategic partnerships with key industry and media outlets. So previously, she was the VP of Publicity of Light Records and Senior Director of Publicity at Zamba Gospel. And she spent nine years really learning and dominating and crafting press campaigns for gospel for the gospel industry. She's worked with a number of superstars, such as Donnie McClurkin, John P. Key, Fred Hammond, Detroit, Marvin Sapp, Metro Detroit, Dietrich Haddon, Detroit, no, I'll just say <laughs> Donald Lawrence, Hezekiah Walker, Virtue Commission, Detroit, uh, Tonex, uh, Richard Smallwood, uh, you got the Clark Sisters, Detroit, and uh, Shirley Caesar, all of those and a host of others. She brings a wealth of practical experience and acute awareness of the gospel faith based marketplace and her new venture. So, right after this, we're going to bring up JoJo. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there, how are you? Hey, I'm in the room. Hi. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Jojo, thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I, I called you a, uh, a celebrity publicist, but it's because you work with a lot of celebrities, gospel celebrities. So I say that because um, I was teasing you about the Detroit people, because, you know, Detroit thinks they're like the headquarters for all things gospel, right? We got the Clark sisters Indeed. and Fred and, you know, Marvin is actually from Grand Rapids, but we claim him too. Uh, and Donnie he claims Clark. Detroit. So yes, he does. He does. So, so I was just teasing you about that, but you've been doing this for a while and I've seen you around. I think I even saw you at Straight Gate Church one time. I think when Fred was there, uh, yeah. my husband was taking pictures and things like that. He was behind the scenes and doing that, but you've been doing this for a while. And um, it starts out, you know, at the very basic with good talent and then matching them to the media. So tell us a little bit about how and why you got into this whole space. And and we'll talk, dig into a little bit about um, what happened recently too with the slap between Will and Chris Rock, because we talked about is all publicity, good publicity. Uh, but give me your, right. your, uh, your background of how you started and got an interest in all this. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me. It's really an honor to join you and to talk about PR. I love PR. It's all I've ever done. Um, So I appreciate the opportunity and I love your platform. I appreciate you giving the behind the scenes people some attention and giving them a platform to share what they know. Um, 
So for me, um, I've been doing publicity. I actually, I graduated from USC in California um, okay. with a PR degree. Um, I went to their school of journalism and I graduated in 1994. So I know that it totally ages me, but I feel like <laughs> I can't hide it anymore. I think I got 10 years uh, on you. I think I was like 84, so. <laughs> right. And then, so right after college, I actually had the honor and the fortuitous opportunity to work with Terry Williams, who oh. uh, many, yeah, so many know that Terry was a groundbreaking black. Uh, publicist in the 80s and 90s. I mean, she truly opened the doors for so many of us in the mm -hmm. entertainment space. Yeah, and she, um, I started out as an intern for Terry. Um, and then from there, you know, I ended up getting an account uh, executive position and then moving up and doing different things. But I just, I wanted to shout her out because I think if anybody does watch this and anyone has worked with Terry or have been around Terry, they know that that was truly like boot camp. I, you know, almost wish that every young publicist, every starter publicist would have the opportunity that I did to work for somebody like Terry, because she really taught you the important, the practical important things about publicity, about relationship building, about understanding the news, understanding story angles, mm -hmm. um, connecting with press and, you know, crafting the right pitch and all of the really necessary things that we need to know in our business. So, um, so from there, I had a couple of other jobs, but I always say that every job I had led to my next job. Mm. Um, and so I was at Terry for a little while. And then from Terry, I had did, the opportunity. Just real quick, oh. Beljo, did um, yeah. Terry have her book at that time? She uh, did. The Personal, the personal did, Touch. Oh, the Personal Touch. I love that book. When she wrote The Personal Touch, I didn't know her you know, until the book. And then I reached out to her and she oh. began, began to mentor me as well. Yeah, that's, that was the point of the book. That's yes. exactly the point of the book. And it's funny you bring that up. Um, it's because, A, that was a required reading for all of us who started working for her. Yep. Yes. And I still, you know, take notes, you know, or use the notes and use the lessons that I learned from that book and from her today. You know, even just the, the idea of writing simple notes to people, you know, thanking them or... You know, we all do it if we make a mistake in a press release or if we make a mistake in a email pitch or something, you know, copying to your mistake and just saying, hey, I'm sorry I sent this out. It's my, you know, it was my mistake and I apologize and that kind of thing. It's just these little things that I still I still do take from the personal touch. I That is one of the, the books that I read that I still recommend to people that and George Frazier's mm -hmm. book about networking and because we are I guess we're OGs in a way but, you know but people because social media they feel like they don't have to network the same anymore like I don't have mm -hmm. to mail I don't have to send a card uh, right. that I don't have to pick up the phone how about that yeah <laughs> like, yeah like why do you not pick up the phone why are you just yeah. you know so there is that whole piece about it that she talks but it's funny that Terry, um, then she wrote Black Pain, and I was actually in Black Pain too, by the way. Uh, talk oh. about a series of episodes that I had about depression because she called me one day and she says, Hey, I'm looking for stories of people with um, that have suffered with depression. And 
And I thought she knew that I had suffered with depression. I said, well, that's me. She says, no, I didn't know. And so we talked wow. about it and, and, and I, and actually was in part of that book as well. But one of the things that people don't realize that when she did um, the personal touch is that she had uh, endorsements, I guess it was, um, oh my gosh, she has so many, all of her fabulous famous. So some, uh, Mary Mary was one of her clients, Cicely Tyson. So all these people gave like endorsements and forwards and things for that book and also for Black Pain as well, because it was really brave of her to admit about depression. Yeah, absolutely. uh, They call it a high achieving oppression, depression, you know, Mm -hmm. but she was really um, at the top. I mean, she worked with Janet Jackson, Chris, 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 um, Grant. I mean, just so many different people, but she wasn't, a, her background wasn't in journalism. It was in social work. It was. Yep. That's right. And, but and I, I feel like that does um, her background lent perfectly to what she yes. ended up doing because she knew how to relate to people. She knew how to talk to them. She knew she understood people and their mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. And as um, a social worker, I think she also had the ability, which is crucial for all of us, is listening. She knew how to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a big part of her success as a publicist. So, yes. yeah. Yes. So when you were there, so you're working with Terry, you were interning with Terry. Yeah. Yeah. into an account position and then where did you land well from point? there one of the accounts that i worked at while at terry was the opening of the motown cafe and so the motown cafe was at the time in the um late 90s there was this big influx in new york city of uh theme restaurants you know like the hard rock cafe planet hollywood all-star cafe and so we had one we had motown cafe um and i worked uh you know, with Terry and with the agency, I worked on the grand opening in New York. Okay. From from that event, I connected with Tracy Jordan, who I think a lot of people know right now. She is she's a absolute superstar veteran in the music industry. Uh, she was the publicist at Arista many years ago, but um, she was one of the co-owners of the Motown Cafe, um, and we had connected at the event, um, the grand opening, and from there she said, "Hey, you know, we're building out our publicity team, and I'd love to submit your name. I think you'd be great." And <laughs> I got hired. <laughs> oh my God! And then from there, that's where um, were you work with Max Siegel as well? Is yeah, that- I did. But actually, from there again, from an event we I was putting together at Motown Cafe, I did an event with the Backstreet Boys and with Ooh. Jive Records. Um, and at that event, I connected with Jazzy Jordan, who at that time was the vice president of Black Music at Jive Records. Oh. And, and I mean, very similar, he said to me, like just a week or two later after the event, he said, hey, you know, we're building out our publicity team at the gospel label Verity. I know that you normally don't do gospel, but I'd love to have you. You know, I appreciated your energy at the event and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, will you come in for a chat? And I said, sure, I'll come in. And, you know, at first he was like, you know, we're not, you know, I know that gospel music isn't your thing and, you know, you don't, you've never really worked in gospel music, but, you know, maybe just come in for a couple of weeks, just help us out, build the team and see how that goes. And I said, okay, sure. You know, I was in between jobs. The Motown Cafe had to close. Um, And so I was like, you know, I need, I need to work. You know, why not? And, um, so the first couple of weeks turned into like seven years 
<laughs> my God. Oh, yeah. my God. And so one of the things that I want people to realize, too, that publicists, um, we don't have magic wands, right? We don't have magic wands. I need that. I need a magic wand like that. Oh, I don't have a prop. <laughs> you know, you know, they think we got these magic wands, right? That we could just like, hey, abracadabra, and, and, you're, and you're on CNN or the Today Show. But yeah. the fact that your training was at USC in journalism, majoring in PR. And so I always tell people that publicists are almost like um, the inverted, uh, we write the stories just like a journalist would. So it has to have uh, the facts, it has to have the news angle, it has to know the news cycle and the, all of those things. So being in journalism is key. And people think that when, when I'm hiring interns or things like that, I say, well, why do you want to go in PR? It's like, well, I like people. Well, yeah, that's part of it. You should like yeah. people, but you should also know about news hooks and how to write a news story. So yeah. what do you think are the basic skills that you have when people, every time you would work on something, you were working your magic, right? You were doing your, the things that you do, but what do you think are the top three skills that people need to understand what publicists really, really do? Yeah, what is the main thing that people saw that you were doing? They said, hey, come work with us. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, there's a ton of skills that you need to have. And I always say, I mean, although I did graduate with a PR degree and I'm very proud of it, um, I don't think you need one to be a publicist. So, but I do encourage, however, that anyone who wants to do publicity and do it seriously, um, maybe take a course. I mean, I think this, in these days and age, you can take an online course anywhere. You can take a LinkedIn, you can take a LinkedIn course, really. Yeah, you know. or, or uh, you know, <laughs> Pop into Love a that. webinar or something um, mm -hmm. just to get, you know, some of the foundational educational aspects of PR, which I think are important. Um, but in terms of what are the top three skills, let's see. I think one for me, well, for me, I'll say my top three skills are that have served me well are I'm a good writer mm -hmm. um, and I'm a fast writer. I ah, think that that's um, important. Um, but I'm also both of those things through A, practice. You know, I've been writing for a long time now. But then B, um, reading a lot. I read a lot of stuff. Like I read sports news, entertainment news, current event, regular news, political mm -hmm. news. I read a ton of stuff a lot. Um, and I also do that to A, see, or to understand how something might have, have been pitched um, or how something might have been, you know, received. Um, and then also how people are writing these days and how, yes. you know, maybe how my pitch or my press releases can improve. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hey, Hassan fast is, writing. yeah, like thanks Robert. for watching, Hassan. Yes, he said good writing and fast writing is key. It, it is. is. So true. It, it is, is so true. Hassan knows, Hassan is the editor-in-chief of Root Magazine. So shout oh, out to Hassan. I love it. Love yeah. that. I love Root. I love Root. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Now, whoever was a publicist working with uh, Chris and, uh, Rock and Will Smith, they had to probably get really some things out fast, I'm sure. <laughs> So let's well, talk about that for a well, second. <laughs> well, Will did. I mean, he got it out Monday night, I saw. But um, I did see that, um, you know, so Chris Rock hasn't said anything. And I am a proponent, and I know it may not be popular. I don't know who's watching. But I, for me, I don't think Chris should say anything. I think that for him, and I'm glad he hasn't yet, because it may have, it may 
be as a reaction to something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It was a reaction to that moment or a reaction to the insane, ubiquitous coverage that that moment has gotten. So, you know. Let's, Jojo, let me say this really quick. It got so much coverage yeah. that it's been like my in-laws, the Perry, yeah. 92 and 91 years old, called us the next morning, like at seven in the morning. What do you think about yeah. Will and Chris? I'm like, you guys are up this early talking, talking about, about <laughs> Will and Chris. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's like gone too far. Yeah, and I think, it, I mean, of course it was going to, it was literally the biggest stage that that kind of thing could have happened. And I was thinking about it the other night and I felt like, also the reason why is it was on television. It was on national network television. And we're not used to seeing that, right? We're used to seeing that kind of shenanigans on Instagram and, yes. and on TikTok. TikTok or, you know, World Star or whatever. But I the think, shade room. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that, you know, people didn't know what to do with it. And so they reacted. They had to talk about it. Everyone had to talk about it, which is fine. But I feel like it's it's talked to death. Like no one is solving a thing at this moment. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, Mr. Rock doesn't pay me. Mr. Smith does not pay me. Miss Pinkett Smith doesn't pay me. So I'm, you know, I have really decided like I got to be over it now because mm -hmm. I, I think that my opinion about it gets me riled up in a place where I'm like, why am I getting so excited? <laughs> right. And, and people, you know, I've got, um, and, and I don't know if you know Karen Taylor Bass. She's one of my best friends. She's a, a the PR, PR colleague as well. And so she did an email today. Talk about spin, right? So this, this email was such a great spin. So she has a seminar coming up about uh, mental health and awareness and balance. So she kind of said something to the fact at the beginning of it, like, you know, everybody's watching this thing that, you know, um, you know, how we'll just slap the mess out of Chris and, and how that's just so bad. And, and, you know, it's okay to take your anger, but, you know, sometimes maybe there's some mental health issues that, you know, you need to really like reel it in and know when the right time to do whatever it was. She says, but, you know, I'm doing this yoga and a healthy meditation thing on April 27th. And I was like, go on and spin it, Karen. I said, right. you know what? So bring it back to, in. Call yeah, the action. We're, we're going to talk about something. Let's talk about it. And let's talk about like what this is going to, what is this really? Okay. And, yeah. and if you want to sign up for my webinar and let's do some chair yoga and, and do some meditation exercises and get your, your chakras right or whatever you need to do in order to figure out what, why you don't have a public meltdown in the middle of a major thing. So yeah, I just love that. I said, and this was in what, two days late. She comes out with this. I mean, the seminar was set and the, 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 the spin for, I was like, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like, use it for good for you. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And so for the most part, publicists, they, we are always um, given a challenge and, um, you know, writing fast, writing good, having good talent. Um, what are some of the challenges, I guess you would say? So when people come to you and they saw that, they say, okay, Jojo, I want you to come work with us. I know you have a level head of dealing with the celebrities, but what else is there that maybe you could tell us a little bit behind the scenes? Um, what uh, you, I guess you would say, what is JoJo's secret sauce? What are the, some of the things Ooh. that you that you do? I don't and know. I don't want to say it. 
so, probably some of it you learned from Terry, though. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so writing, my second thing I would say is understanding media and understanding mm. who you are pitching for, or rather pitching to, yes. and does it make sense? I mean, everybody has a news angle. It might not be a uh, national news angle, but everyone has an angle and understanding that and partnering that angle with the right media outlet is the key to success. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. like you mentioned these mainstream shows earlier, Today Show and Good Morning America and back then the Oprah Winfrey Show and whatnot. Um, I'm not taking an artist with his first single ever to the Today Show. You know what I'm saying? Not on his first single and not on any kind of, you know, random pitch. Because A, I feel like for me as a publicist, I feel like the producers of the Today Show would say, now, Joe, Joe, you know better than that. Like, why, why are you sending me this? You know what I'm saying? And I want to maintain my integrity with my media contacts. Um, but I also tell everybody, and a lot of people don't, um, necessarily want to hear it but you know the smaller press stuff is important yes you know black press oh my um, god girl niche, black press you is know, everything black press gospel press well for me black press gospel press you know regional press smaller newspapers smaller um online outlets all of that is important because if i can gather and build a profile for you with a ton of really great links to good stories, to good interviews, to good performances online. Mm -hmm. Now I have an arsenal to which to go yeah. to a GMA or a BET or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. I always tell people that, you know, a lot of times independent artists or smaller artists will come to me and say, well, you know, I saw you got XYZ on The View or XYZ on GMA. And it's like, well, we're building towards that. So you yeah. still have to do, you know, this, this long list of calls and it might not be um, GMA, but if we put them all together, it's a pretty good reach. And so you can't um, not, you know, be okay with that. I would say. Yeah. And, and I always tell all of my clients when I'm working with them, don't despise small beginnings. Don't ignore yeah. the black press. Uh, especially I said, you know, you never know, don't snub them. Don't, don't, never. don't say that we're going to make an appointment and then you don't want to do it because it's small. I said, because you never know where they're going to end up. They might be working for own one day, or they might be working for GMA or CNN. You I, never I know. say that all the time. And I also tell that to a lot of artists, especially with like smaller performances or smaller bookings, like you never know. And I know, and you probably know, our industry, very specifically the black entertainment industry, is niche and it's small. And I've seen people rise to levels that are incredible that, you know, someone is now the senior booker at The View or at ABC Entertainment. And so, you know, that person I knew when they were writing for the Detroit Free Press. Um, you know what I mean? So it was like, if I hadn't maintained that, um, I wouldn't have had that in into this huge outlet. Yes. Um, so I think it's important. And that is another, actually another lesson that Terry did teach is black press, black press, black press, like understand the, the value of it, um, the power that it has yes. um, and its importance. And, and that has stuck with me 
also in that, I, I believe that about gospel press as well. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to quote the great Kirk Franklin, gospel music has, you know, gone way too far and it's huge now and it's popular and it's mainstream and it's national and i love that it deserves to be all of those things but i still think that there's an importance in building your base and doing gospel press and doing Mm -hmm. gospel radio it is i i miss um the physical issue of gospel today magazine Teresa harrison give her a shout out she's a friend of both of ours i'm sure but She was a trailblazer in that, and she started yes. that that whole uh, magazine with just a newsletter because mm-hmm, she, she really wanted to share information about music. So that's one of the things. And so she started with the newsletter. People were nice to her then, and then eventually she was nice to them, putting them on covers. And they were just relationships. Again, things that we learned from Terry Williams about relationships or George Frazier about relationships and not really snubbing anyone. And yeah. so one of the things that, publicists, we do have relationships with people, but sometimes, you know, the media, they're busy. Uh, We may take, it may take up to maybe four, five, six, seven times before sometimes they respond. And a lot of times, well, most times we can't really take it personally. We have to have thick skin, but we just have to do the best that we can uh, in terms of when we're pitching. A lot of times some clients are just so focused on like, I need to be on these three outlets. And it's like, there's a gazillion in between that. And we're building. Yeah, there are. And I Mm -hmm. I will share this story. Um, I have been working with um, Brian Courtney Wilson for a long time, uh, several years now. Oh, I love him. Yes, he's the real deal. (laughs) Yes, he is in many ways, but he definitely is. And I Mm -hmm. I know his manager, Chris, is in the the chat. So I want to shout him out. I see him in the chat. Yes, he is. But I do want to share the story that... um, there he is. Um, I had we were able to book Brian for GMA three for um, their Christmas holiday special. So, yeah, and so Brian had a Christmas record, his first Christmas record that came out last year in December. Um, but I had been pitching Brian to the bookers at GMA for years, literally like four records ago, I had been pitching Brian. Like every time I think, okay, this is a song that could work for this time or this time. And I know they were sick of me. I know they were. They were like, all right, Brian, 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 Brian. Like, but finally, when I said, oh, Brian has a Christmas record out. Are you guys booking holiday music? And they said, actually, yeah, we are. And so it, it, it was able to, to work Man. that way. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's, it's definitely persistence. It's, you know, I always tell timing. people it's timing, but in, you know, for publicists, it's like a thankless biz and you get, <laughs> you definitely get no's more than you get yeses. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, it's really about <laughs> reminding yourself that you can't, you'll get a yes and, and you're making, um, you're making an effort. And so, you know, the nose sometimes will pile up, but you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Rocky says uh, opportunity favors are prepared. That is so true. And Rocky Absolutely. Harris wants to connect with you. She wants to make sure that you add her to your media contacts list. She's, oh, out, of Detroit. She's out of Detroit, Michigan. So yeah, she has yeah, a show. Talk to Rocky, I yes. think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll email you, Rocky. Thanks for watching. Cool, cool. So the last thing that I want to ask you is really um, what advice would you give those that are trying to decide whether they need to hire a publicist 
or when they do hire the publicist, what they can expect? What kind of advice would you give those that are relatively, you know, they have some cachet online, they got the social media juice going and, you know, and your the friends, you know, Larry Moe and Curly are saying, hey, you need a publicist. You need, you to, need, be, you, you need to be out there big time and you need to be in essence and whatever, whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's like, so then they hire you or hire me. And then it's like, we've got to start small. I mean, you've got a social media following, but you've got to figure out, it's almost like call people, it's almost like double Dutch. You got to know when to jump in. Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) well, for me, at at least in this stage, um, when that happens, like when people come to me and say, Hey, we want to hire you. I think I'm ready. You know, there's a, there's a list of questions that I will ask them, you know, Mm. to onboard. Um, I literally just had a call, you know, before we got on, um, you know, for a potential new client. And it was just a list of things because it's important to understand, A, what are the client's expectations? Like, where do you want to see this PR campaign going? If you're going to put all this money into a PR budget, I'd love to hear where you would like it to go. What are your goals? What are your expectations? Um, And then also, I also say, especially in the music world, um, what else are you doing? around the release or around the song you know what are the other marketing efforts what are your radio efforts what are your promotional efforts what are your digital mm-hmm. efforts because digital. PR, yeah di- pr does not happen in a vacuum you can hire the greatest pr person you can hire me and if there's nothing else happening i have literally no drivers you haven't performed the song anywhere even at your church um i have no video assets that you're not servicing it to radio um what do you want me to do with it? <laughs> you know what i mean so it's it, it, they like, don't have a website it's like you know what i can't even help you yeah. we've got i have gone to the point where it's like these are the baseline things that you need And I work with speakers and authors. So speakers and authors, obviously, you want to speak. Do I have some footage (laughs) of you speaking? How about that? Absolutely. No, I don't have that. But you want to be on major platforms. But I don't have you speaking. And so part of that, that whole expectations is really, really key. Managing expectations because everything is not as easy as it seems. And everything take longer than than it it everything takes longer yes. than you really yeah. think. It yeah, really ev- everything definitely takes longer. Um, everything is a building. Thank you, Rocky. Everything mm-hmm. is a building process. That's exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. And then also PR. I always say it's like a pie. So PR is a piece of it, right? If the whole pie is your marketing, um, PR is just a piece of it. And there's yes. so many other things to allow you to be successful. Um, and so I encourage everyone or new clients, potential new clients, or anyone looking for a publicist to think that through. Um, like you said, with your magic wand, PR isn't just we're going to wave it. There it is. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to be a star the next day. No, no, it is. And, and it's really when I think about some of the people that um, – The story that is the most uh, exciting for me is when I was doing a book for uh, Dr. Pat Bailey. She's not a singer, but she's an author. She's a minister and evangelist, and she's a missionary. And I mean, she'll go from Katrina to the tsunami. I mean, she's just a real missionary helping people wherever there is a need. And her and her team are there. And she wrote a book called Women Risk Takers. It came out 
um, in March, and she really, um, all the proceeds were going to help women who were in women who were being trafficked. And so it was a really, really good book. She took all the women from the Bibles and just really talked about why they were risk takers and why they they were um, the people that we look up to. And I was pitching and pitching and pitching. And of course, a lot of the, the black press would, would pick her up and a lot of the gospel press. But I was really trying to get that evangelical press for her. And uh, finally, Charisma. Charisma, she ended up on the cover. And the not just this was on the cover, but the title said, A Woman on a Mission. Oh, it was beautiful. I was yeah. like, this is everything. So some people like TV and stuff like that, but that print cover, A Woman on a Mission, and, and she just looked not like the typical missionary. I mean, she had the lashes and the coif hair and the sequins and just like, oh. Dr. Pat Bailey, you did that. You know, I was like, this is it. But it helped her ministry grow. Yeah, I want to uh, helped- reply to Rocky. I was just on the Facebook and I saw she asked a question. So I, I want to okay. answer her. She asked me what the, um, there it is, the origin for the name of Ignition PR. So I do want to share this because I'm super proud of it. Okay. Well, I can't take credit for it because I literally was sitting there one night. Like I had just left Verity. Um I was thinking about what am I going to do next? Like, do I really want to be an independent PR person? Should I just go get a job? And I was sitting there and it literally just hit me. Like God, I felt like God just downloaded the name because mm-hmm. I was thinking about what, what is PR? Like, what does PR do? What are, what do publicists do? And I say, they start something, they start conversation, they start creativity, they start interest. And then I was just kept thinking and thinking. And I said, start. Like, what is the start of something? Mm. And I felt like an ignition. Yes. That's where the start of the company is. So thank you for that question, Rocky. I love telling (laughs) that story because I amaze myself sometimes when I thought of the name. So, Well, that's one of the things, too, that... um, Ministry Marketing Solutions, Vita Brown, um, I met her in 2000 as well. Um, when the business first started. And one of the things that I really want to do, Vita was doing music and she does music really well, but I want to help authors and speakers, but I want to help them that it felt like it was their ministry, not just any author and speaker, but those that felt like they were called to do and change the world. I think books change the world anyway. So, uh, so I said, I don't know what I'm going to call this. I had just had this other company um, that I was working with, Perry Marketing Group, is really my husband's company. And I didn't want to say, it didn't say what that was. And um, again, something that was just, when you know it, you know it, but Ministry Marketing Solutions came to me. That's and it great. was like, I don't know what to do with this. It sounds almost like sacrilegious, like you're going to put ministry and marketing in the same in the same sentence and it was like but that's really what we're doing yeah we are branding the message of 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 faith of god yeah. i mean if, if i can promote hamburgers and cars i'm from detroit so i was working with automotive companies definitely i can market a ministry right right so that's where the name came from and it is it's something that you know in your knower and and yeah. you've been doing this for almost 20 years i've been doing it over 20 years it's just something that you do and you would do it naturally and i like your consistency the Thank consistency, you. even with your TikToks, with your little, with your little puppy dog over yeah, there. Yeah, he's over here sleeping. <laughs> oh, he just got up and he's over there. So. The TikTok star is over there. Yeah, the TikTok star. Peppy is kind of like a little shy about it. He's like, oh my God, here she comes with this darn <laughs> TikTok stuff. It's just like, well, you got to get your own page. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pandemic dog. So he has been, he grew up around the cam- camera. So 
Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. So he's used. To, he used to Zoom and all this right. kind of stuff. All the cameras. He's used stuff. to it. Like I always have a camera in front of him, taking like a million <laughs> pictures and videos. So. Well, I just want to thank you. Just I didn't want it to abruptly end like that, and yeah, I wanted you, you to definitely come back. And uh, is there anything that you're working on that we can support you on that you have coming up, or are you um, going to be in 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 person anywhere that we can come and see you and give you a come hug? see me, come see. Well, no, um, but I do want to make mention of one thing. Okay. Um, you mentioned Dr. Teresa Harrison earlier. Yes. And I worked with her last year and I want to let everyone know and to for everyone to go check her out. She has a book out um, that talks about her journey as a, you know, how she started her magazine from a newsletter and how it grew and all the things that she had to do, you know, coupled with a lot of really interesting personal stories about her life and what she had to go through and being a single mom with twins. And oh, it's a really okay. great book. So go check her out. Dr. Teresa Harrison. It's called Unstoppable. Um, and I, I'm, I, I know that if you just put it in the Google, you can find the link. There it is to, mm -hmm. um, purchase the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't be anywhere, but everyone I can share that I will be turning 50 this year. So I'm turning 50. So it's a big year for me. Um, I won't be anywhere where you probably can see me, but you can come see me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm at, at Ignition PR on all of the social media. Oh, I love that. I love that. So that's definitely one of the ones where Ignition PR. When's your birthday? When's the birthday? In June, June 26th. June 26th. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Yeah. June a big five oh. I remember big when I turned 50. That was a yeah. while ago. 12 years ago, actually. And I decided to produce a magazine. So I have Speakers Magazine, which is for speakers and authors. Yeah like that so this is this is speakers magazine so but when I turned 50 I want to produce like a almost like a journal and so I asked all my clients what do they think what was brand what did branding mean to them and oh. so I asked people like Dr. Sujay, Dr. Stacia, all those clients that I had at that time what did branding mean to you and I put it in like a uh it was a it was a magazine, it was a digital magazine, and um, I actually printed out some copies and things like that. And I look at it, and it basically was like the the beginning of what I what I see now with Speakers Magazine. Yeah, years ago because I put their contact information, how to contact them, what they thought um, their bios were, and what branding meant to them. All of them answered the same question. It was just. Actually, I'm gonna pull that out because that was really good stuff. This was That's before, excellent. Before social media, right? Before yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, so that's one of the things, too. So do something different 50 on your birthday. I don't, you know, do a birthday oh. shoot or I don't know. What, what are the well, people do? I don't know, about, but there might be a little something planned. But <laughs> might it. not necessarily be for the TikTok or the gram. So we'll Okay. See. All right. All right. <laughs> Damon gives you a, a toast right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to say, I mean, you made a good point um, about how you started with that journal. I mean, for anybody, you know, trying to get into either PR or marketing or, you know, even a writer or music, like whatever that little small idea that you do have, um, it might start out small, which is great, but then look at what it's turned into and what it's grown into. So, you know, just go for it. Even if you mm -hmm. think like five people will watch or five people will be interested in a minute, it'll turn to 500 people. Um, like I, I've watched a million interviews with Tabitha Brown. And the one thing that I always take from her and then I'm always inspired by every time she says it and I act like it's the first time I've heard it and I've heard her say it so many times is 
that she was doing videos. The Lord told her to start doing videos. She was doing videos and she was like, 10 people were watching, 11 people were watching. And she was like, why am I doing this? But she stayed obedient. And then there was that one main video and it literally took off. And within like a year and a half, two years, she has exponentially exploded. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that to me, and just like you were saying, how you started with your journal that turned into the magazine or how Dr. Harrison started with her newsletter new. mm -hmm. um, and then became the leading Christian magazine, like all of these things, just, you know, it might not be this big thing when you start out to be, but it it's intended to grow. Um, so it's a seed. Yeah, everyone keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to water it. You got to give it sun. Yeah. You do have to nurture it. And it does take time. And yes. if, if it's worth it, it's worth it for you to stick with it. You should you should stick with it. It's not going to happen overnight. I know we see all these different things like, oh, you could do this in 30 days and you could do this, whatever. If it happens in 30 days, trust me, it's not going to be like the big thing. Okay. It's, it's just really not. It, it will fail because yes. it doesn't have enough foundational things to go along with it. So, you know, Jojo, thank you so much. Thank you again. People go to ignition-pr.com to find out more about her and engage with her um, on social media at Ignition PR. I saw that Damon put that down thank there as you, well. Damon. So, yes. Yeah, so Damon's an you. excellent marketer, so he knows. He knows the CTA. He knows the call to action. Thanks, Damon. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, we do this, uh, get out here, get known. It's my PR colleagues, and uh, I just really, really love you. Appreciate your consistency. I am going to go and call Terry and tell her that we were giving her a shout out today and that Do we love that. her. I know she's retired, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that we're just always going to love her. So thank you so much for joining us today. The Get thank Out There and Get Known podcast. All right. God thank bless. Thank you so much. God bless. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.